Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Vandy Sports Podcast. Here's your host, Chris Lee. Commodore fans, on your feet, it's time to anchor down. Welcome to the Vandy Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Lee. We will discuss basketball recruiting with Sean Williams today. The news today is sponsored by Sutherland and Belk, an SEC sports-loving injury law firm in Nashville. These folks will shoot you straight on your rights and your options when you have been injured in an accident. Give them a call at 615-846-6200 to get your questions answered. You can also visit them online at sbinjurylaw.com and tell them you heard about it on the Vandy Sports Podcast. Well, the news we'll discuss today, Vanderbilt has landed a pair of basketball recruits in Noah Shelby and Lee Dort. Those will be the subject of today's show. Sean appears on our guest line, which is presented by Vanderbilt graduates Scott and Missy Tannen and their company, Bowling Branch. I've had Bowling Branch sheets for years. You have heard me rave about them. I would encourage you, take the time yourself. Go on BowlingBranch.com, that is B-O-L-L, enter the promo code VANDY, get $50 off your first set of sheets, see what I've been raving about for years. They are the softest sheets I have ever slept on. I promise you, if you sleep on Bowling Branch sheets and then you go sleep somewhere else the next night, you will notice the difference immediately and you will not want to wait to get back to your sheets. They get softer with every washing. They're made of organic rain-fed cotton. These are the reasons I rave about them. Try them for yourself, and you will see what I mean when I talk about Bowling Branch Sheets. Sean Williams joins us on a bonus episode of the podcast. This is the second one we're doing on Thursday. We're doing this in light of some news from the basketball program. So, hello, Monty. Tell them what they've won, please. Well, Chris, they've won a grand prize of (laughs) two rivals 150 players in Noah Shelby and Lee Dort. I feel like this is the the thing where you're watching the late night telecast, you know, and you you get the the blender, but you also get the the extra Tupperware set too. <laughs> so yeah, it's like you uh, kind of like the Plinko chips, you know, you hit like the uh, the middle right, like two consecutive times, like on Price is Right. Yeah. So. But wait, there's more. <laughs> in all seriousness. <laughs> right, or, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to make another another pun, another late night TV pun, but go ahead. I don't I, know why I'm we good. got started on a game show and, and cable alternate TV shopping channel <laughs> vein here. That That's on me, but in any case, hey, it, look, it's good to have something to laugh about for a change, uh, which is nice. <laughs> uh, number two, in all seriousness, that's a really good haul for them, Sean. Yeah, um, one that we, you know, I mean, they've been in the mix with both of these guys for quite a while, and and obviously for good reasons, you know, uh, the ties and everything like that with with uh, Noah Shelby's father. Um, obviously, he he was uh, a Jerry Baptiste uh, legal guardian in the states, and he's he's the same for Lee Dort, who is also another Haitian that came over to the states to play basketball. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, you know, he's pretty familiar with Vanderbilt. He's been pretty familiar with Vanderbilt for a while. But, yeah, Vandy's been in on these guys for, for a while. And, you know, you you kind of knew they were both going to play at the same place. You know, if you just kind of looked at their recruiting process, schools that were involved with them, uh, things like that. You know, obviously they're teammates. They, they live in the same house. You know, they grew up together. So, um, yeah, you, you kind of knew they were going to end up at the same place. And 
obviously that familiarity with Vanderbilt, I think, kind of paid off at least on their end. And, uh, you know, really liked the academics. And, they, you know, they said, you know, Jerry Stackhouse and uh, Damani Hendricks have been consistent, con- consistently communicating with both of those guys throughout the whole process. And that's a that's a really big win for Vanderbilt. Tell me, who were their other realistic options at this point? I mean, who was actively in on both those kids that we know? Um, I think Baylor was after Dory. It was kind of a, it's kind of like more of a, a a mismatch. I think you know, like seemed like Baylor was in on Dory a lot. Um, kind of Arizona, of course, you know Arizona got you know fired Sean Miller, but uh, uh, I think Kansas and uh, Kansas, Mississippi State, Virginia were the were the teams that were kind of going after Noah Shelby. Um, you know, like Kansas, you know, was kind of in the mix for Dory as well. So, but you kind of look at you kind of look at where, you know, I think Minnesota was in the mix for a while and obviously Patino got fired. So they kind of threw them out of the loop. So, um, but yeah, I think uh, just kind of looking at that, I mean, Vanderbilt was kind of a, was kind of a good option. And it, it, it seemed to trend that direction. I mean, you know, uh, Rob Cassidy, you know, put out a, I think he was, I think he was in Texas. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but he did do a story from the event down in Texas and he talked to Lee Dorton you know, he said, hey, Vanderbilt, I could see myself playing there at Vanderbilt. And that was 10 days ago, you know, before they committed. So, I mean, that was pretty recent. So you kind of see the trend lines going in that direction. And you knew if, you know, wherever one was going, the other one was probably going with them as well. Yeah, that was the thought. They were the package deal. And I'm with you. When that article from Rob Cassidy went up, oh, what, a week ago, that kind of made me sit up and take notice because, like, we weren't really sure where that stood. But when he said that publicly, mm-hmm. that that sure sounded like they were in the driver's seat. So I wasn't expecting him to commit that soon. I mean, I, I don't know what his timeline was stated all along. But when that article broke from Rob, I thought, okay, they're a serious player, uh, and here we are. Right, right. And, that, you know, I talked to Shelby, um, and I was back in November, and, you know, I mean, he had a lot of great things to say about Vanderbilt. Obviously, he's been – I think he's been to campus. I think the last time he was to campus was in 2019. I think he went to a summer camp there, and uh, I think that's when he got his offer. So, you know, he he was already familiar with uh, Vanderbilt just being there and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, not a, not a surprise on, on that end for Noah Shelby either. I think Lee Dort – I think Dort was kind of like the wild card just because he's, you know, a higher-ranked kid and, and uh, you know, just kind of was curious who all was actually really in the mix for him. Um, so yeah, a really big pull for, uh, for Vanderbilt to get both of these guys. You get a really good point guard. That's, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, when it comes to Shelby's game, obviously, you know, he can drive the lane, but a lot of people talk about his shooting, just his ability to shoot the ball and score. I think he averaged over 30 points a game this past season. Um, so, I mean, you know, that's kind of, we talk about Lee Dorton just because he's kind of more of the higher rated kid. He's like the 26th you know, ranked player in in the nation. But uh, Shelby's got some game, too. That's why he's in the Rivals 150 as well. Let's go to the mailbag because there's a ton of questions here. That is sponsored by Vanderbilt fan Josh Minton, an independent insurance agent operating out of Brentwood who can take care of all your insurance needs. Call him today, 615-933-1979. Email him at josh at hqinsurance.com. Follow him on Twitter at HQ. Facebook.com forward slash JD Minton HQ. He's my insurance agent. Give him a try. Tell him you heard about him on the podcast. Okay. Door King says, How do you explain the sudden turnaround in recruiting fortune? 
<laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, like I said, I think, I think the connection to Vanderbilt kind of helped out here just in terms of, of, um, you know, with the Jerry Baptiste, you know, and, and uh, you know, Noah Shelby's father being his legal guardian. So he's already dealt with Vanderbilt before, obviously a different staff back then, but uh, just having that familiarity with Vanderbilt and, and Baptiste being at Vanderbilt, I think that kind of probably helped out. I, and, you know, uh, but look, you, you, you kind of look at, uh, you know, past articles with Shelby and Dort, they say they've constantly communicated with Stackhouse and, and uh, Damani Hendricks. So, I mean, they've pretty much consistently said those two names throughout the process. And so they talked to them uh, consistently uh, in every article they've done recently. So I, you know, uh, I don't know if it's a magic potion, man. It just, it, it kind of seems like, uh, you know, they were just really uh, steadfast on getting both of these guys and knowing that they're teammates, knowing that they grew up together, um, you know, and that they could be a good one-two combo. You got a point guard that can score, uh, you know, and, and is known for his shooting and, uh, other abilities point guards do and you got you got Dort you got a big guys <laughs> I mean that really Vanderbilt what have we talked about the whole time the last two years Vanderbilt needs a big dude they need a big guy inside that can be a rim protector grab some rebounds you know I, I we me and Justin talk about and Justin Angel talk about this a lot it's like if they had a big guy that could just doesn't have to score just rebounds be a rim protector block some shots uh, you know, I think Vanderbilt would be in a lot better shape than they have been the last two years. But you kind of get a guy like Dork that, uh, that uh, you know, can do those things, hopefully can score as well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, people are excited. You get a six foot ten, uh, you know, 240-pound guy. So uh, that's really huge. Well, I'm giving you a little theory here, and I think there's some public evidence of it. I think I think it was Dort who said that they heard from Vanderbilt as much or more than anybody. I think they got more involved with right. him than they have been with others. I think specifically the head coach got more involved, which I promise you has been an issue in past. Uh, people aren't going to believe that um, and are going to cite them landing. Yeah. These guys is is proof that that, but it was it look that was an issue. But credit Jerry, right? I mean, when you have a problem, when your approach is wrong, your job as a head coach is to figure that out and turn it around. I think when you started seeing mention that they were in on them a lot, I think that was a good sign. And and this, there was a second part mm-hmm. question of this. What do you guys believe caused the change in assistance? I think that's part of it, too. I think Jerry got yeah. smart and realized you need to have assistants who have recruiting connections and relationships and know how this is done because I've heard that's a problem with a couple of assistants, and I think, and I posted some things on the board. I'm not reporting it yet, and and look, here's the thing, too, because the hiring process at Vanderbilt can take a few weeks, so a guy can be on staff, but not officially on staff yet, but I think they will have one and probably two changes in assistants. I've dropped a couple names in the war room of who I think will be joining the staff if that were settled today, Uh, and I think that is, I think there has been a change in an effort level in philosophy and there's going to be a group of people that won't accept that as an answer i'm not in the mood to argue with anybody but that didn't come out of thin air chris i, I think you're in the mood to argue with a lot of people today it <laughs> seems seems that way <laughs> seems that way doesn't it no but you make a good point i and i know that second question you've already kind of addressed that in, in the board so yeah I'm, I'm glad you kind of answered that i mean yeah, and I agree with you. You got to have assistants on the on your staff that have kind of been there and done that in terms of college coaching, recruiting, and uh, you know I, I think that's kind of a maybe a good direction that Stackhouse is going in terms of making some changes, like you mentioned on the board. 
This one from Musa. The events of last week, monetary buy-in from VU and the recruits. Uh, by the way, um, that's not monetary buy-in on recruits, just in case somebody misunderstands that. I think that's a separate issue. <laughs> just just before, that's just a, to keep us all out of trouble here. Um, those, are, those are issues Tennessee's dealing with right now. Well, I hear, I hear that happens sometimes. Uh, we'll wave with like a word here. But um, is that a sign of progress that will translate to the transfer portal as well? Um, yeah, I mean, I think so. Um, it just depends, you know, if, if you got guys coming in for just a year or two. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be a selling point. Maybe not, maybe you could probably say for the transfer portal, but more so for, you know, just a uh, high school kids, just to show that you're investing in the program and, and, uh, you know, guys that are going to be there for three or four years are kind of get to, get to, get to be able to witness that and, and be a part of that. So, yeah, I think that's a it's definitely going to be a a selling point for recruits and whether it's transfer portal kids right now or or down the road for uh, high school recruits. I mean, it, it you know it's good to see that you're investing money in your program and you're trying to make it better and uh, compete with the best out there in the SEC as well. Well, the transfer portal thing, those are kind of two separate issues because facilities. I mean, look that that's not going to hurt them, right? And it might help them, but right. the transfer portal for them is tricky especially when it comes to grad transfers. So yes. the, the answer is we just don't know, and it depends on who they're pursuing and what the situation's going to be. Right. It's like I said, you know, if you're just trying to get somebody to come in for one year, they're probably not going to care about that, you know. So, um, but, you know, I, that's why I kind of deemed it toward, you know, high school kids and moving forward, you know, I think it's a good selling point for them. Maybe not necessarily, you know, transfer guys that'll be here one or two years. So, you know. If Scotty Pippen leaves, this is from Nash Native 615, next year's team is two or three wins in the SEC at best. Is Stackhouse selling hope all year about the future this coming season? Is three bad seasons acceptable on paper uh, Good with a good recruiting class coming in? Do you keep a dud coach going into year four, banking on freshmen to have instant success? Uh, that's, t- that's a complicated one. Um, we both think Pippen's gone. I would say, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a transfer we've talked about on the board that they could land who would be a big impact for them. Uh, boy, I still think they struggle even with them. Now, if they land some other kids, then this is a different discussion. I think it's really hard right. to answer these questions until we see what the roster is like for next year. Right. I think you're still trying to figure, like, you know, like I said, I know – you know the Pippen Instagram post where he's kind of down in Miami, I guess working out and maybe trying to get some NBA feedback. It makes you kind of believe that maybe he's leaning in that direction. We don't know that yet, but yeah, there's still a lot to be determined in terms of roster. Who's who's actually going to be coming back? Who's going to be leaving? Now, like I said, Scotty Pippen's a possibility that um, he declares for the NBA. So uh, you know, you just never know. It's it, it is kind of hard to. Uh, Hard to really determine and uh, determine how many wins they're going to get at this point. I mean, if they got if they got the transfers that you're mentioning, uh, I think that would definitely help. Uh, you know, and and if they get if they land a couple of guys that they're uh, been mentioned uh, mentioned with as well in terms of transfers, I mean that that would definitely alleviate you know, uh, Scotty Pippen leaving to a degree. You know, um, so yeah, it's a lot to be determined to really just kind of. Uh, give a really solid answer on that. It's a, it's kind of TBD right now. 
Okay, Ann Arbordor asks, when do you expect Shelby and Dort to sign, and once here, what are the odds Vanderbilt keeps him more than two years before they go pro? Uh, <laughs> well, in, in terms of the signing point, I mean, look, uh, unless they decide to uh, enroll early, which I don't, there's not a lot of buzz there, so I, I, you know, I'm not trying to start anything there. That, as far as I know, they're gonna they're gonna play next year, but next next year they can sign in November. That's the early signing uh, period. For basketball it's usually around middle november i don't think there's like exact dates for next year yet or this year uh and, and then they can sign again during the spring period and that that actually happens in the uh, middle of april so coming up here in a in, a, in probably next week um it, it'll be the spring signing period for the 2021 class so that that'll happen for the 2022 class next year so earliest they can sign is november uh latest they can sign is april of uh 2022 do you think there's um, any posters and, on our board like keeping a countdown to signing day, like any one particular guy? Yeah, yeah, there probably is, you know, and and then we'll we'll set up the uh, we'll set up the tattoo parlor and uh, <laughs> we'll get a live stream going on our YouTube oh. channel. That's that's my that's my hopes and dreams. Anyway, I hope we get a live stream of this uh, down the road, whatever this does happen and become official. Oh, that that was the funniest thing of the night, hands down. <laughs> Uh, it actually gets um, funnier, but I would be I'd be betraying some details there that uh, that I that I've not been given permission to share. But anyway, uh, right, right. In terms in terms of two years before they go pro, look, I mean, no, who knows? You know, that's once they get to camp. You know, once they get to Vanderbilt, they start playing college level competition. We'll see how we'll see how good of players they are at that point, you know. And uh, I don't think they're one and done guys, you know. Uh, but you know, who knows? They might surprise us once they get to campus. But yeah, it's kind of hard to say two years before they go pro. I, you know, let's wait till they get to campus and start playing some college basketball first. So, well, here's another thing, and I'm I'm not here to poop on the party, right? But I think evaluations. Yeah, are, yeah I am. <laughs> I think evaluations at this point, and and this could work either way, right? Maybe they got better players than we know, or or maybe they're not as good. But I think evaluations right. on this class have got to be harder than they've ever been. Uh, first of all, yeah. Um, you know, th- these guys still hadn't played their senior year, although that that's not a, a huge thing. But like all the tournaments and stuff, all the evaluation periods last year and those sorts, those those got shut down. So I right. don't know. You know, and, and furthermore, like if you're an analyst, maybe you're thinking, hey, I'll go watch this one guy play, you know, in, in January or February, and, and I'm going to forego this trip to watch this guy play, um, you know, and I'll go see him in the summer. And, and then they're thinking, I'm, I'm going to go see this guy in the summer. And then that never happens. And, and then you, you didn't get to see him in the winter, too, of 2020 because you were you were thinking ahead and trying to, to balance your evaluations, if that makes sense. But all that to say – um, and by the way, this works for anybody in any class, right? I mean, I'd say there's probably 10 or 12 players um, that, that, that popped off the page right away that are they're going to be elite. But I think that this class, right. in terms of evaluation, I'm just thinking through it. It's, it's got to be, it's got to be tougher to evaluate just because you didn't get to see these guys play as much. And I'm also wondering on Dort, right? I mean, I think I've seen him listed six nine places. I think we've got him listed at six ten. Uh, 240 was his weight. I mean, like, what is he now? Was that was that a year and a half ago? There's just a lot of questions to me um, in, in terms of these players. Again, this could go either way. I mean, Dort could could get in an AAU thing this summer and, and be in the top 10 for all we know. But I'm just saying, I, I think right. that there's – I still want to see what happens when analysts get eyeballs on these guys and where those rankings settle. 
This season of the podcast brought to you by Jody Jones, DDS. Jody is a former football player at Vanderbilt and a big football booster as well. He has made this episode of the podcast possible. I've been to Jody's offices down on Music Row. They are spectacular. There's a reason why you get Hollywood stars and athletes and all kinds of people in there to see Dr. Jones. His work is fantastic. The ambiance is incredible. Dr. Jones takes care of his patients. He has taken care of us here at VandySports.com with his generous sponsorship of the podcast. Go visit Jody Jones on Music Row. Tell him you heard about his product on the Vandy Sports Podcast and help those out who help us. Right. I agree with that. And and, and uh, just to kind of something I thought about when you were talking about not being able to see these kids in person, you know, you, you can obviously, I'm sure coaches are watching video or, you know, watching highlights of their games and stuff like that as, as much as they can. But, you know, when you can't go watch somebody in person, you can't really see like the intangible stuff, you know, like how they are when they're not in the game, you know, or, or how much they motivate their players, you know, on the sidelines or on the bench or something like that. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, that's just kind of the way COVID is right now. I mean, that, the same kind of applies to football uh, recruiting as well. You know, the, some of those intangible things you can't really see because you're not there in person to look at them. So, um, but yeah, it, I think a lot to be determined. I think, I think the SAU season to be kind of very intriguing in terms of watching Dort and Shelby. I think they play on team Trey young. Uh, so uh, that'd be interesting to see how they kind of play against this AAU season against top competition. So I, and uh, you know, hopefully we'll be able to go out and see some of those and, and ourselves and kind of get an evaluation of, of how he does against other top centers, uh, you know, and among the rankings, you know, in 2022 and younger guys too. So. Okay, one star band that says anything else on the horizon to add for next year's class, either from a high school or from a transfer or two. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of high school kids, I mean, Dylan Mitchell's probably a guy to keep an eye on for uh, the 2022 class. It seems like they're in a really good spot with him. Um, so um, I think he's a guy probably to watch. He's a small forward out of Tampa. So uh, we've talked about him a little bit on the board. So. Uh, they seem to be in a pretty good spot there with him. Um, and that's really the one that really pops out the most in terms of transfers. You know, I really don't, don't know. I mean, they're, they're in on some transfers for next year, you know, try, and I don't know if they'll be immediately eligible or anything like that, but uh, we've got the transfer tracker on the board and they're in for a few of those guys, um, you know, in, in terms of transfers that might come in and play right away. I mean, there's uh, Kiki Tandy, uh, the Xavier guard, uh, I think Vanderbilt's in a pretty good spot just from everybody I talk about there. Uh, but um, he's still, I don't know when he's going to make a decision or anything like that or what other schools are really heavily involved with him right now. But I think Vanderbilt's in a good spot with him. Nashville J had a couple of questions that I basically believe we have already addressed. I'll just leave it at that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I get so tired of this. Um just because things change later does not mean the facts earlier were not valid. Um, <laughs> and there are some technical examples of that, and I'll just leave it there. Um, View Matt 23 says, Stacking recruiting is pretty much the same as the university and athletics investment, uh, where we just needed more than talk. Thankfully, we're getting action. I guess that was a comment, not a question. Um yeah. <laughs> Vinny Nutt says Dylan Mitchell, class of 22, forward from Bishop McLaughlin Catholic. 
seems to have made an interest in Vanderbilt. I noticed he joined an Instagram Live with Lee Dort and Noah Shelby last night after their commitment. Do you think Vanderbilt has a good chance with him, or do you have any other insight about his recruitment? Thank you. I don't really have anything new on him. I just kind of mentioned it just a while ago. I mean, I think Vanderbilt's probably uh, – I mean, Vanderbilt's definitely in the mix for him. I mean, I, I would maybe almost just kind of consider them the favorite. Maybe uh, – yeah, I mean, I would probably consider them the favorite at this point. Uh, I know Noah Shelby's kind of, uh, I guess, doing some recruiting via Twitter with him uh, <laughs> recently since he's uh, committed to Vanderbilt last night. So – but he, he would probably be the one to watch in the 2022 class in terms of maybe next commitments for Vanderbilt. Oh, let's see. By the way, do we ever confirm whether Presley Patterson is a scholarship? I mean, I think he would be. I haven't confirmed that yet. So okay. uh, very, very vague on that, whether he's going to be a scholarship guy or not. So, um, yeah, sorry, I don't have an answer for that right now. And one more thing, and we haven't shared this on the board. Uh, we've put some money aside to go watch recruits that they may in, be involved with play in camps this summer, presuming that opens back up. So as we get closer to summer, really this is this is a hard time to gauge things because you know the, the, the until the coaches get out and see kids play and stuff like that, and we get to see them play ourselves or the analysts do, everything just becomes more difficult. But I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, that we're putting some resources going watching kids play in camps this summer and, and such, and we'll we'll make the determinations of when and where again when we kind of have an idea of where they may be looking. But um, semi-related to some of the questions, I wanted to put that out there. Oh, boy, be more door. Will Sean Williams use local anesthetic on the cheek in question? Uh, I, I did not know you had been promoted from recruiting analyst to tattoo artist. Um, but, oh, well, hey, man. <laughs> I didn't know either. I appreciate the promotion, Be More Door. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you should you should make me aware of these things, um, of your I hidden think talents. I, would, I, think I'd, I think I'd rather be an anesthesiologist than a tattoo artist, but hey, I'll, I'll, I'll take it, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> Did you stay at a Holiday Inn last night? Um, right. <laughs> uh, I think I'll leave out the second part of the question. <laughs> Um, well, I, I'll tell you what, to answer the question, uh, no anesthesia at all. I mean, why would you do that? I mean, it's going to be more fun without it. I've never gotten a tattoo. Have you? No, I have not. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. But I'm glad people were, uh, I'm glad people were placing bets to just reckless bets of getting a tattoo based on certain situations because it might make our site a little bit more fun. Yeah, well, there'll be one more tattoo in the war room come November, it appears. So, <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, let's see. Brain13 says, since our lead one or two assistants are apparently gone, doesn't Stack deserve all the praise for landing these two? I, I think you would have to say so. Wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, we said that, yeah. I mean, uh, he, he, they've consistently, Shelby and Dort have consistently said they talked to Jerry Stackhouse and Damani Hendricks. So those are your two guys that uh, on the staff that they have they've talked to the most. So yeah, Stackhouse deserves a ton of credit for this. I think we're out of questions here. So anything to wrap uh, up today? Uh, no, not really. Um, well, just a couple things. Um, yeah, just a huge get. I mean, I, I'm I'm glad. Uh, you know, that definitely pumps some life into uh, 
the basketball uh, side of things, getting two guys like that. And, you know, it's really funny, but it's kind of like a perfect scenario, you know, because you, you, you kind of think about basketball recruiting and football recruiting to a degree. You know, you see how some of these kids, they say they're going to be package deals and they say they're going to be package deals and they end up not being package deals. So, but in this situation, it's a little bit unique just in terms of the family situation, you know, where, where Noah Shelby's father is Lee Deutsch's, uh, you know, uh, guardian in the United States and they've, they've grown up together these past few years. So it was really a perfect scenario where, you know, they, they're under the same house, they play in the same high school and, uh, it just so happens they're two uh two of the top 150 players according to rivals.com and so uh really really big get uh and just in terms of a package deal for Vanderbilt that's for sure in, in this scenario well Sean when more recruiting news breaks you'll have it covered at Vandy Sports you did a great job with the links and Patterson stuff and the other football commitments um at some point we'll, we'll catch up on a podcast with that but um it's been an interesting couple of months. I mean, I just feel like with the announcements, with the facilities, with some recruiting momentum, it feels like um, there's finally some light at the end of the tunnel, and, and God knows it's a fan base that needed that. Right. I think, uh, yeah, utility, the facilities announcements, huge. I, I, I said utilities, my bad, but <laughs> but that – that was absolutely huge. Obviously, you know, at the, we, look, since I've been on the site with you, uh, you know, it's been talked about at nauseum how um, the lack of investments and things like that. So to get that really going and, and make a public announcement, it's a, a great thing. And then you've got uh, a lot of uh, Clark Lee's pumped a lot of new life into the football program, and that that's a good thing to see. And so, and you know, you just got the basketball, the two two big commitments here. So uh, a lot of good things happening in baby sports, and uh, and. Uh, it's going to be a going to be part of the uh, the up the uptick here. So when did you start with us? What year? Oh man, was, I, think I think it was two... late 2014 or 2015. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Been yeah, so while. things started going in the toilet about the time you came aboard. Yeah, yeah, because when I when I came on board, that was Franklin's last season. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Well. That was like the mid- middle of his last season. Close so. enough. Close enough. Yeah. Yeah. D- just so we know where to assign blame. So, um. <laughs> I am. Uh, just blame me for all the failures from uh, 2000, whatever to now. <laughs> There's always got to be a scapegoat somewhere, Sean. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, in all seriousness, Sean and, and I, uh, Sean's a great guy, good friend of mine, does wonderful work at the site. And, uh, Sean, thank you so much for your contributions here. Thanks for joining us on the show today. And, again, uh, we'll probably do a football recruiting podcast at some point, and maybe when uh, when news breaks again in, in droves, uh, that would be a good time. But in any case, um, thanks for being with us today. We'll catch you again soon. All right. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. All right. He's Sean Williams of AndySports.com. I'm Chris Lee of AndySports.com. Thank you for listening to the Andy Sports Podcast. We'll